Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Kat. Excuse me? Miss Crichton? Uh, yes? Would you care to uh, watch an in-podcast movie? Perhaps uh, the cinema of Worcester? Cinema of Worcester? Yes. Yes, thank you. Ms. Crichton, your mission should you choose to accept it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be reviewing a movie today. Your usual team will be provided. <laughs> yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, Kat, you'll be point man as usual. Speaking Ooh. in paragraphs to the audience, of course. <laughs> Pippin, you're is going to be uh, providing one-liners and making things queer. <laughs> Alex uh, is going to be filling in with witty retorts as well as including tactical usage of fops. <laughs> and then and Brendan. Anime. And anime. Okay. And anime, of course. Wait, this is wait, not a two-way wait, conversation. Wait, <laughs> wait, who's there? Who's there? You've, you've broken the space-time continuum. <laughs> and then Brendan will be your editor in the van, making sure things run smoothly in the back end. This, self- mes- this message will self-destruct in five seconds. I think this is wait. a mission I can do. All right. Wait, let me lay out my cigarette in the middle of this airport. I'm sorry, air- airplane plane. This is 1996. <laughs> and then... And I'm Pippin. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely none of us are going to die in the first five, five minutes, the first ten minutes. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, yeah, so the guy in the van's not going to die. It's fine. I'm, uh, I'm going to go uh, hang out in this elevator that has curious braking systems for the roof. That he has huge, giant, fuck you, know, fuck you spikes that pop out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not right. sure those are regulation. I yeah, gotta no, say, that's not. very much like, you know, Galaxy Quest with the, you know, the tunnel of fire. Why <laughs> 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 this episode should die. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and props to Al for really uh, pushing for this intro. <laughs> yeah, but also I have to say that the two-way thing, I immediately went to the middle ditch and Schwartz episode. <laughs> 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 like, you can't hear me. <laughs> oh, um, Did you also, I feel, I, I feel like we should let the audience know now uh, that I'm recording sick. And I'm recording but, recovering sick. But not uh, COVID, which is just... No, no. No, just just colds because that's that's how life works now. Uh, so there's there's coughing and no one told you voices. life was gonna be this way. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, Not like this. So, so what are we actually talking about? Today? Wait, what are we actually talking about? Ah, uh, well, today we're talking about the 1996. That's why you're smoking on airplanes. Movie Mission Impossible. So spoilers abound. If you want specific content warnings about things we may talk about, check out the show notes on nostoriesacred.com. All right. Well, for those of you who've never seen Mission Impossible, which uh, I count myself as one until today. Wow. Uh, I mean, Ooh, that I mean days me ago. I mean, several I mean, days yeah, ago. Last week when what? I watched it. I mean, the, well, in not, not, to, not to interrupt, but this seems bizarre because I owned this movie on VHS <laughs> in our house. It was right there by the TV. I'm surprised that, like, you nope. didn't pick it up by osmosis. Nope. Never saw a fucking word of it. I mean... Maybe you didn't invite the girls. <gasps> oh. True. Or Cat was busy having a life. Uh, oh. Kind of like how I never watched Cold Comfort Farm. <gasps> the 
Such a good movie, though. Wow. There's something nasty in the bloodshed. There is something nasty in the bloodshed. (laughs) Ah. So, so again, what are we watching? All right, so because... I'm assuming everybody, of course, who isn't me, uh, or Pippin, evidently, uh, (laughs) have seen Mission Impossible, but some of you haven't. For those of you who have never seen it, the summary, according to Google, is... When U.S. government operative Ethan Hunt and his mentor, Jim Phelps, go on a covert assignment that takes a disastrous term, Jim is killed and Ethan becomes the prime murder suspect. Now a fugitive, Hunt recruits brilliant hacker Luther Sick- Luther Stickle? Stickle? Stickel? Stickle. Stickle. And Stickle. maverick pilot Franz Krieger to help him sneak into a heavily guarded CIA building to retrieve a confidential computer file that will prove his innocence. Does it prove his innocence? Uh, <laughs> file specifically doesn't, but it's part of the plan that helps prove his innocence. Yeah, because I thought that, like, the file he got was, um, uh... So, yeah. so I mean, we'll, we'll get to it, but basically the part, part of the reason why he's trying to steal the files in the first place is because the arms dealer, Max, knows how to get in touch with... Job, who is the person who betrayed Ethan's team, or ra- rather uh, set up t- Ethan's team to fail in the first place. So it's all trying to get leverage to get information to get revenge. But revenge. it becomes inconsequential later on in the movie. Uh, but yeah. So here's yeah. what I like about this film. Yeah. You know, you can say a lot of things about 1996. <laughs> and, <I do>. um, <laughs> and the 90s in general. But my God, the camera work in this film. Brian the Palma, angles oh. being used, the, uh, uh, the the way they were using tension and angles, and 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 uh, my god, and close-ups. Also, oh yeah. Also, for a movie from the nineties, it has not aged like spoiled milk. No, there's so little, and and or one might even say no rape. Amazing. There there is a questionable, questionable moment. There's a questionable moment where it could have gone a little sideways. I'm like, ooh, that's. Some I was, sexualized violence, I but was, it's well, not. <laughs> to be honest, the way it was treated is because there was a bed. But if it had been a dude, it would have been the same level of sexualized violence. If that makes sense. Because the bed was there. Because the bed was there. But uh, the bed was there. The, the bed was there. Yeah, that's a problem. That's not great. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Uh, but also, on the other hand, if that violence had happened on a floor, it would have been the exact same violence. On a floor. On a floor. But I don't know. Like, I I had the the tension, the uncomfortable tension of, oh, no. Uh, uh, but nothing happened. I'm like, oh. Okay, the 90s. Hey. 90s, you escaped this time. <laughs> uh, now, what's, what's interesting about this film... Uh, Jim Phelps there, uh, the the mentor character at the beginning, I believe that is the character from the original 60s TV show. Yep. So, now that must have been a fucking trip. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So if you're a fan of the 60s TV show, all of a sudden saying what happens with Jim Phelps in the movie, it's like, ah, he became disillusioned after the Cold War. Ah. Which is cool, oh, though. Like, that's, I mean. That's true. No. I mean, he spent, well, he spent a. He he spent the seventies and he he is just absolutely he he uh, destroying uh, uh, socialist democracy. Is he kind of end up uh, uh, being a little jaded, <laughs> just a bit. Just so a bit. so so when I was watching the movie, 
because uh, again, I was watching it for the first time because you know Brendan mm-hmm. didn't invite me to his Mission Impossible parties. Of course not. <laughs> you weren't cool enough. Wow, I was watching it, and it was like in the opening, not the very first scene on the airplane, but when he goes back to debrief the team. I was watching him speak. And I'm like, I bet he's a bad guy. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to the point where I refused to wait to see if it was confirmed and went to Wikipedia to check. Wow. wow. Well, because uh, no, here's the thing. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll jump to there eventually. Like the seeds of his downfall, like uh, of uh, Ethan Hunt there, uh, Tom Cruise's character figuring things out are planted in that very first scene. Because like, uh, Jim Phelps comes back from to his team, and everybody's like, "Ah, so where'd you put up the? Where'd they uh, put you up yeah. for your training mission? Ah, uh, Drake, uh, the Drake Hotel, Chicago, and that is a critical plot point for later. Hidden, nothing right wasted. There. No, 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 nothing's wasted. I gotta say, the first oh. half hour is tight as shit. Oh, tight oh, as yeah. it is, like rock solid. Well, because well, it has to be a very good misdirect. Yeah. Well, it has to be a good misdirect, and also you have to both establish the entire team and mm-hmm. get the audience to like them, and then you have to fucking kill all of them. Well, and here's the thing, because we have, like, the kind of fake out of the team getting killed, like, mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes into the film, the thing I also appreciated is that opening montage mm-hmm. was basically an overture for the movie. Oh, there are clips shit. I gotta re-watch from it. every moment in the film like mm. a bit just a tiny bit before the critical thing happens oh, like wow. there are it's flashes of like overture yeah it's a visual overture it's like they have like the scene of the guy uh the, the hacker guy about to be killed in that overture Damn. it's like in there and i think there's also a like blinking you miss it two seconds bit of the iconic uh, rappelling down into the server mm-hmm. room in that overture. It's like all there. And I think that that helped, I think, because I, I think if you're in for a action movie, the movie going, hey, we're going to be doing intrigue. It's going to be there. But also, I promise you, all this fun, uh, exciting action is also going to be happening, too. It's going to be worth it. There's going to be explosions. People are going to die. Buckle Sometimes up. Sometimes in very graphic ways. I got to say, the elevator death. Oh, oof, yeah. Oh, oof, yeah. Squish. That's like, I, I think when I was younger, watching this movie, evidently by myself, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe inducing like a little bit of a phobia of elevators for a little while. Like, Aww. are there spikes at the top of this elevator? I don't know. Who knows? Also, though, why didn't Babe, like, move his fucking head? Like, I recognize that he was Roll. still going to get squished, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, face meets Spike uh, pretty early in this movie. Uh, yeah. So so let's, let's, let's just quickly go through the plot, because I think we could just nerd out about technical stuff in this movie all day long. And I think we will... To a certain degree, that is the point of, oh, of, yeah. what, of our podcast, one might even Visual say. storytelling is an aspect what? of what we talk about sometimes. Sometimes. Weird. Lies. Weird. Lies and so. untruths. <laughs> so. And speaking of lies and untruths. First of all, movie opens up in a totally unrelated, like, cold open, establish what the team does moment, which is always fun. You know, it, yeah, it's classic spy movie trope, right? Cold open of a mission. An dun, impossible dun, dun, mission. 
Ooh. Uh, you know, we establish our main character, uh, Ethan Hunt, who is literally a face man because I think one of the hallmarks of the series and even of the TV show is fake plastic faces that you rip off and reveal who, who is the person making acted. those plastic faces. Uh, like, who is their art person? Eventually, later on in the movies and like in the later movies, there's like uh magic 3d printing tech that does it uh boo i wanted it to be like this little old lady and like oh i'm imagining that ethan hunt in his free time is like a total like warhammer 40k nerd oh my god (laughs) does painting of miniatures (laughs) or he just uh, spent a lot of time in the makeup uh, department yes listen he got recruited from ilm it's fine Um, (laughs) somebody has to be but like, he, worked, uh, he used to work for the Henson Muppet Shop. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but like, uh, you have, uh, the other members of the team. There's a aforementioned hacker guy who, again, has a very bad fate. Uh, there's, uh, what was it? There's the team. There's a girl. Uh, three girls. It's, it's actually a well, very, uh, it, it's very gender balanced, but there's the girl who's playing dead. Yep. Yes. Uh, Claire, uh, Jim Phelps's wife. Which bothers me because that is not then used later. I was really hoping there's going to be a fake death. Mm. Hey, I thought the one playing the dead body was uh, uh, Ethan's uh, oh, uh, lover. Uh, what's her name? Who got out of... Stabbed? Yeah, who got stabbed. No, uh, that person was already... I don't think she was in that mission necessarily. She was already in Prague. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was a staff. As the asset. Yeah. Yeah. As the attache. Ooh, attache. Yeah, there was, you know, Henna and the Lederhosen or whatever, uh, <laughs> drugging the, the guy in the cold open. But basically, we just have a cold open showing our impossible mission team doing what they do best and doing it well. Go team. Woo. Then we get Jim Phelps, uh, again, the mentor character, totally not evil. What? Uh, nope. getting the mission, uh, on the plane, uh, Very to retrieve. Very nice sign countersign. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do like that a lot. Like, that is a non-obvious sign countersign. As opposed to the, this will self-destruct and the smoke. Yes. <laughs> what, well, what often bothers me in fiction is, uh, obvious sign countersigns. I was like, mm-hmm. no one would say that out loud if someone heard that, overheard that, they'd, they'd fucking notice. Yep. Yeah. I, I, Whereas uh, that was a normal conversation. Oh, yeah. And, and the mission that they get given is to basically stop a man from stealing the uh, CIA knock list. Uh, oh, the man has already stolen the list of code names for all the spies in in Europe or maybe the world. Big deal. Uh, and the, the the guy that they have to, have to stop is about to steal the other half from this embassy in Prague. Yeah, I get the impression it's it's a book code, um, yeah. and so you'd have to, uh, in order to, to understand the 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 names in one list, you need to be able to compare it to the uh, uh, list from another thing. Precisely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, the first one is useless. And totally yeah. not, uh, and totally not relevant today. <laughs> totally no. not. Whoa. Nope, no. <laughs> no recent no recent events have occurred that that make the <laughs> that make that in retrospect make the. This movie kind of like, it was that easy. <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> the very possible mission. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so, so we have this mission more or less going pretty smoothly, some hiccups, but it's leading us as the audience, at least if you're, you know, uh, not suspecting that things are about to go completely, uh, bananas. It, it, it goes off. Uh, the, they, they, the guy, uh, think, uh, they're able to follow the guy, but he manages to, uh, uh, escape from the building. So they're starting to tail him. And at this point, things go bad. Yep. Like one by one, every member of Ethan's, uh, impossible mission team get killed. Like, uh, again, there's the poor hacker man who gets a face full of spike. Yep. Why did he Rough. need to be on top of the elevator in the first place? I mean, they, I had, they showed that there was a, a nice crawl space underneath it. <laughs> um, it uh, was, he was in there to contr- better uh, uh, loop into the um, there was a elevator's controls. Yeah, there's a fingerprint scanner in the elevator to go to the hidden uh, bottom level. So technically, mm. if you think about it, it's actually um, – it was a safer location because he could uh, – well, not safer, but for the overall mission. Because if he did a direct – um, if he was right there, he could uh, 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 just do a, a a direct splice in, as opposed yep. to trying to go through different systems. Yeah, yeah. and that's and my that, yeah, and, lesson. and that's my and science. When it comes to the uh, infiltrating and uh, exfiltrating, yeah, um, there was like a service door right at the bottom of the elevator shaft, so it was like easy access for him to do his hacker man stuff, uh, I, like I'd one does. Just like this to be a lesson to future teams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know who'd never do this? Parker. Um, Parker. Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. And actually, anyway. Well, Hardison wouldn't, well, Hardison wouldn't get in the elevator in the first place. Oh, yeah. Hardison <laughs> is in the van and safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I, I forgot to mention, uh, the thing that kicks off everything going, uh, bananas is, uh, Jim Phelps basically getting on the horn for every member of the team saying he's being followed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've been shot. Ah, Shot. blood all over me. And oh. then he falls off a bridge into the water. And then, again, Hacker gets spiked. Uh, uh, Hacker got spiked before he I got think that's, uh, Yeah, I thought he got spiked beforehand. Because, because yeah, remember, so- uh, uh, Jim Phelps oh, yeah. was on the computer that's right. as a backup. Yeah. yeah. Or was he the that's backup? That's right. Turned out he had complete control of the elevator the entire time. Now, here's the thing. In- including spikes. <laughs> Oh, God, including the spikes. Here's the thing, though, that I'm a little... Okay, so when it comes to... Oh, look, I'm going to talk about storytelling, guys. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, almost like it's our podcast. All right, when it comes to a plot, there's the one that happens because the author needs it to happen, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, However, you also have to think about, okay, what if, let's say, you know, ooh, our main character wasn't kind of a maverick trying to do the right thing. Um, You know, what would have happened? So Jim Phelps clearly told everybody that if he gives the abort, we abort. Yes. Right? Okay. You just um, walk away. Yeah, we just walk away. We have a 4 a.m. that's uh, 0400. 0, I'm like, come on, guys. 4 a.m. Okay, or fine. Okay. Um, uh, meet up back at the hotel. But our maverick guy, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, uh, Ethan Hunt, uh, is like, fuck that noise. I got to find out what's going on. This is important. So... And that is part of how that leads to him being um, uh, 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 accused, fingered for the for the for the crime for the the big Kahuna. Here's the thing: what if he had followed the rules? 
What I if he it's... had, in fact, aborted? Where Where's his death moment? Or where is his... Uh, uh, I, I no. don't think he was ever planned to die. Yes, I agree with Pepin. Okay. He was always intended to be fingered as the fall guy. Because he... he was always going to live as the one who... Because, so how? Because, what, be, what? No, he walks away. He's supposed yeah, to walk because, away. Like, oh, I see. Oh, because everybody goes back at 4 a.m. and then he'd be the only one. Yeah. yeah. He's the only one that lived. Well, there's that a, and Claire. Well, yeah, uh, Claire was the unexpected... I, th- I think Claire was there to make sure uh, Ethan didn't, you know, track down that Jim. Uh, yeah. Like, the one who... who sh- no, the one who who ended up dying, but uh, like, shouldn't she have lived? Uh, again, yeah. what's her name? And, uh, got who got stabbed? He'd uh, like, what if she had had, uh, had aborted? Because like, how Ooh. was she supposed to die? I or was she even supposed to die in the first place? A good mm. question. Or perhaps uh, they were also all her supposed death was to... a little weird anyway. Because like, it's but... it's possible that there was going to be a knife in the dark. For mm. one of them, yeah, yeah, uh, before they made it back to the safe house, yeah. and it just happened. Oh, though it was, it was a, uh, it was planted uh. it, that, uh, like, because apparently a bunny and uh, and his uh and his dad, and his his ma's farm, arm, uh, right, yeah, got, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and actually, this might explain why later after everyone dies. Claire shows up at the uh, safe house where Ethan's at because maybe she's trying to make sure all the loose ends were uh, taken care of except for Ethan. But then she made noise and Mm -hmm. had to improvise. Actually, Mm -hmm. I would say that assuming it had gone correctly, her showing up and being there with Ethan is actually important because it gives Jim Phelps, who is Claire's husband, um, and and, and they are in cahoots, uh, gives him a uh, eye on the inside. Mm-hmm. Without divulging that he himself is still alive. That's true. Yeah, and yeah. and we this the the confrontation the confrontation the moment with uh, Claire showing up the, at the safe house happens after uh, Ethan uh, had the confrontation with the IMF director, mm-hmm. uh, pointing out that this was all a big mole hunt. So now Ethan has information oh, yeah. that Jim and Claire don't have, which is the data yeah. is fake and yeah. a trap. Yeah, he threw he threw Ethan's uh hopping out out for a wrench in the plan. And yes, so now Ethan is actually weirdly, even though Kitteridge is a uh Ethan's antagonist, he is also, though, a key part of ruining ultimately Jim Phelps's plan. Yes, one hundred percent. Which is it's why and fascinating. Because Phelps probably he thought Kitteridge would have uh shackled and be like, uh, I'm not sure he knew that he would do it at all. Well, no, I think I think Phelps was probably assuming that Ethan was going to be arrested that night. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like, but Kitteridge one like had a talk with him with Ethan, mm-hmm. which long enough for Ethan to uh, spot the other agent and say and come to a, uh, come to a conclusion mm-hmm. and and prep an escape most critically. Yeah, uh, with the. With the really brilliant uh, uh, chewing gum that gets a setup reminder in that uh, restaurant and then a payoff at the end of the film. Nice. Red light? Green light. Green light. <laughs> uh, but also, I like how he had the gum with him the whole time. It's, well, here's it's the other useful. thing. It, it also 
speaks to Jim Phelps's overall hubris. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because he is assuming that Ethan Hunt, who has been happy being like, you know, a a front guy and or a point person, uh, but otherwise, you know, just chilling out under Jim Phelps, assumes that he's a a pretty boy uh, or Mm. maybe a hothead tops. As opposed to somebody who genuinely learned everything and is now better at this. Yeah. He assumed that Ethan Phelps was just good at people skills, like, you know, uh, infiltration and Mm -hmm. talking with people. But no, it turns out Ethan Phelps. He also (laughs) knows how to observe. Yeah. Who's the, who's the, uh, what's the name of, you know, when you have a heist group? Who's like the brains or something like that? I don't know. The mastermind. The mastermind. Yeah. The brains, you yeah. Know, here's it's the, the problem. If you if you think that people can be fit into little boxes like that, <laughs> then you forget that people actually don't fit into little boxes like that. Just because Ethan was happy to have that role, he seemed pretty cheery about it. Um doesn't mean that he was incapable of being the mastermind. Yeah. It's uh like like in leverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they each have their roles, but throughout the series, they, you know, switch around a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did like that this was a combo of spy and heist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, getting the team together, but also, like, Cold War thriller. And then that leads into the second act of the movie, really, uh, where, as I mentioned before, Ethan's plan from now on is work with the uh, person who received the fake knock list uh, Max, uh, to basically find the real CIA knock list, which is safe and sound back in Langley. Uh, <laughs> more on that later. And by getting that list, uh, Ethan will be able to get information on Job 314, which is the man who, uh, the orchestrated, uh, his team's death. Yeah, the mole. Oh, Pip. Hey, who's Job? Uh, he cursed God. Uh, and had all of his shit taken from him. Yeah. Appropriate uh, for uh, a Phelps alias, huh? Wait, no, I'm sorry. He had all his shit taken, but didn't curse God. Uh-huh. Uh, inappropriate. He, <laughs> well, he had all his shit taken, um, and uh, uh, God, if you look at it a different way, uh, uh, God expected him to still worship him, despite having everything taken from him. And in the Bible, he did. <laughs> And God's uh, like, yeah. good job. And Satan sort of threw his hands up and went, what the fuck? Like, here, as a reward, here's a new family. Like, but, like, what? No, you... Uh, no, uh, I'll just grin and bear it. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, like, you know, so he's been grinning and bearing it this entire fucking time. And he's like, well, wait a second. I don't want to grin and bear it anymore. <laughs> you know, what the fuck is God, i.e. the government, ever done for fucking me? Exactly. Oh, uh, like the- 60,000 60, a year in ni- 90s money? What is that even? Actually, 60,000 a year in 90s money is pretty good. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man. So, anyway. Actually, 60,000 now would be pretty good. Yeah. What? Mm. Wouldn't say no. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, Ethan and Claire hire uh, two new uh, members to fill out the team because they need to have a full-on heist team now. Gotta have a heist team. Ethan recruits master hacker Luther, uh, played by Ving Rhames. Uh, hey, Ving Rhames. And, and, you know, 
again, this is hacker extraordinaire, much better than the last hacker. I'm sure he has plus five elevator resistance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, he, it is Ving Rhames. I mean, he didn't even I mean, into, he didn't even step into the building. He, he stayed yes. in the van. He stayed in the fucking van like where this. it's safe. <laughs> And then Claire, uh, importantly, hires uh, Krieger. Franz Krieger, played by Frenchman Jean Renault. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Jean Renault, who I'm like, wait a second. Isn't he, didn't he play like the very tired French captain from, (laughs) (laughs) uh, from, uh, what's it called? That fucking movie. Uh, Da Vinci Code? Yeah, the Da Vinci Code. The one character I, mean, I liked in the entire movie. Tired French captain is basically Jean Renault in a nutshell. I fucking love him but for that. Here he is, German and guy who drives stuff. He's a helicopter. He's an ace helicopter pilot slash knife guy. I've, is he like a hitter? Is that his deal? He, he I, I think he's just like an all-purpose, uh, you know, merc. Uh, yeah, merc mercenary. Ooh, but but yeah. but hey, uh, you hey, always Kat. love those for your like weird Kat, secret. Kat. Claire uh-huh. vouched for him. Oh, Claire vouched for him, and yeah. she was there because, whew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Krieger and Luther are also both on the IMF's disavowed lists. Bum bum bum. So you know, they're either merry men of Sherwood Forest or assholes. Yeah, pick one. Only one. Ooh. Oh, Luther, you got? Uh-huh, uh, Mary, the man of, of Sherwood Forest. So, so Krieger had to uh, go with his asshole. The weirdly Krieger had dibs. Um. Huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, from this point, we get the, uh, really well known at this point, I would have to assume, even if you've never watched the movie, cough, I didn't know cough. which movie. I didn't know yeah. which movie it was from, though. But we get the infiltration of the CIA. Heist fun and games happen here. And we get Tom Cruise rappelling into the like soundproof, heatproof, uh, pressure proof or pressure, uh, trigger, sensitive. uh, sensitive. Yeah. That's the word, not proof. CIA, uh, server room accessed uh, only one person. Poor guy. He gets sent wait. to, I think, Alaska <gasps> okay. later. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of that guy. Yeah. That poor guy. What if he hadn't been pukey? Uh, that was part of the heist. Oh, they that was part him. of the heist? Did I miss yeah. that? Yeah, Shit. she drugged him. Yeah, she uh, injected oh, uh, uh, mysterious liquid into his coffee while sitting next to him. Yep. Okay, all right, fair enough. I missed it. That's yeah, on yep, me. Yep. Don't worry, I was definitely paying attention the full time. That That's the thing about uh, heist movies sometimes, uh, is for some of the parts of their plan, if you look away for a second, you, you miss, it. miss it. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is possibly the point, and you know, yeah, really is because it's you know, also like, ooh, stay paid attention because it's also a magic trick, which is the which, <laughs> which yep. even demonstrates. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! Say, later on, uh. yeah, and also kudos to I. Looking at that, I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise is doing his own magic there. Oh yeah, uh, magician. Kudos. Like uh, if you watch uh, magicians reviewing movie scenes, uh, uh, they give them props for it. <laughs> nice. He did a it's great a good job. Vanish, uh, because yeah. uh, they. Spoiler alert: They successfully steal the knock list from the CIA. Although there was a moment. <laughs> there was a moment when, like, yeah, uh, our, our tired French captain. <laughs> after all of that, which I have to say, every moment of that, I was even though I was va- only vaguely paying attention, 
that whole scene, I was on tenterhooks. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's because intense. Ev- it's classic. This movie is very good at tension. Yeah. But also, oh, man, that knife, the second that's like... Also, the little cute rat. I appreciate the little cute rat. <laughs> Dead rat but what later. If there was, what if there was no rat? And would he have just let it go? Maybe. I, I, I think, think the rat was just there for tension. Yeah. To be fair, though, to be fair... Even if the rat had not shown up, he still could have fumbled at the end so that the knife hit. Yeah. Or the knife dropped. Here's my random speculation. I think he wanted to, to uh, stab Ethan in, in, the, at, uh, oh. in that shed, in, in, the, uh, ah. in the duct, and leave him um, there and take the... The, uh, the knock list. That would have been a lot easier. Because he, he had the knife in his hand. And uh, to and drop, <laughs> to drop. Why was the knife in his hand? It's got Good a fucking big question. Knife in his hand. I mean, to to got that end. Knife. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to that end, you know, there's. It becomes not that difficult for Ethan to be like, "Huh? Oh, look at me! I'm gonna do a magic trick instead of talking to you." Yeah, I mean, at this point, Ethan is starting to get. More and more suspicious of what's going on because, uh, I mean, you get the magic trick against Krieger, who's like trying to steal the Nautilus and be a, basically a, a dick. Ethan wisely hands the real Nautilus over to Luther, who has been just the moral center of the movie at this point. He's just, <laughs> he's, just he's a good guy. He's good. Yeah, he's a good dude. He is doing well. Uh, Definitely wearing that Lincoln green. <laughs> yep. And well. And at this point, we get a couple of sequences here of, I believe, Hunt reporting back to Max that he successfully uh, stole the list. And then, because Ethan here, spoiler alert, is one of the good guys and probably, you know, wants to, you know, make sure his folks don't go to federal prison for the rest of their lives, is also still trying to make good with... Uh, the head of the uh, with of Kitteridge. The IMF there with Kitteridge uh, and contacts Kitteridge just long enough to get a trace on. To trace him to <laughs> London. Not trace him where exactly, just know that he's in London. Yes. Like, and like Kitteridge, it's like, he wants me to know he's in London. Why? Why did, so, why did he want him to know he was in London? So that Kitteridge would be in, in London. Yeah. Because okay. Ethan wants the uh, IMF there to follow him for the eventual confrontations about to happen. Mm-hmm. Because this is all Ethan basically doing the magic trick again, but with, uh, you know, spy train. intrigue. Well, because also technically train. Kitteridge has not done anything wrong. He hasn't done no. any of this. He's he- just an antagonist. He is preventing our protagonist from accomplishing something. I mean, he has also, oh, wrongly, E.J., e- old uh, Ethan's parents. I mean. Sure, and that's a commentary on uh, the American. government law enforcement in general. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, just just so we can get to more story changes, discussions, and all that. At this point, who should show up but Jim Phelps again? Why did he reveal himself? Uh, I believe. What's the fucking purpose there? I think it's because uh, Claire or, or, or saw the uh, Aoife and was uh, starting to get erratic. Like, like in her, like from her, her point of view. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Again, another good reason to have somebody on the ground. You know the and, and, what's and it called? Who, 
And who should ground you more but seeing your mentor alive and well again? Isn't that something? Yeah, that's fine. Also, failing all else, if Jim Phelps had discovered, like, just through discussing with Ethan there that he had the knocklist on him, then Jim probably would have 100% murked Ethan right then and there and then taken the list. <laughs> uh, so it's like a, a risky play, but I can understand why he made it. Uh, because right then... Did Max not contact Jim about it? I don't think so. I think Max was still... Max is trying to be a re- reputable uh, arms dealer here and <laughs> just dealing with Ethan and honoring but the deal with him. part of her deal with him was that she would arrange the meeting with Job. Well, that's maybe why uh, um, oh, he uh, had Jim to was there. Yeah. To cut that off. Yeah. Yeah. Not have it oh. be a surprise. I gotta say, yeah, like to suddenly get this message being like, so hey, this dude is requiring this. So I'm gonna need you to meet him. And then there's Jim going like, fuck. I'm gonna have to tie this off. Okay. Let's try and do uh, some mind fuckery against Ethan. Okay, cool. Like, that, like who can I blame? Who can I blame? Kitteridge. Yeah, I already don't like Kitteridge. Because <laughs> <laughs> from yeah. Jim's point of view, the whole thing has actually gone, spiraled a bit out of control. Yeah. Well, Jim, his plans were kind of thrown out of whack because of the whole fake knock list thing. He was assuming it was yeah. the real thing. Foolish, I know, but, you know, it was all a mole hunt. Jim didn't know it was a mole hunt, to be fair. But yeah, uh, so so Jim is still trying to make the play for the money and all that good stuff. And wanting to make sure he has an eye on the prize, which makes sense. And so we get the the big action adventure climax on the train. We get we get Ethan handing the list to uh, Max, the arms dealer, who is immediately trying to upload it to the internet. Go Max! Uh, sadly, it's 1996. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're using what, what? What do they have? Like one G phones? <laughs> Yeah, it is not going well, and they don't have data streaming at this point, so it's all or nothing on your file upload, and, and it's terrible. And they don't have, have a wireless under the train. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you guys right. heard this, though, but uh, we got information from the internet. Well, also, also uh, Luther, being the good guy that he is, is on the train and jamming cell phones. Because <laughs> uh, he is the dude. And he's still a patriot. Hey. Yeah. He wants to be back on Team Good Guy. Oh. Um, but yeah, uh, did, at this did point. Did we ever learn what got him on the disavowed list in the first place? Uh, I think he hacked something he shouldn't have. Because I think he, he hacked, like, the FBI or something. Because Probably doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Wait. Vice versa. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. Immaterial at this point. He probably just wants to be, you know, doing the right thing again. Also probably because. Like- also probably uh, allowed back in, uh, into the uh, U.S. and not get arrested. That'd be mm. nice, too. <laughs> Discovers he really wants to go hang out with friends back in the States. Anyway, so we get the big confrontation with... Oh, it's because um, Ethan delivered a list. He gets the location of Job, and uh, Max is like, Oh, yeah, Job's back in the baggage cart. Go go get him, Ethan. Have fun. Like- uh Hey, and that's Ethan wants to let's see you. Two, two birds, one stone. Awesome. Uh, and that's when we get uh, the big reveal that shouldn't be that surprising at this point. Actually, I think Ethan had already figured out that. Oh, he already he he knew. Yeah, he already figured it out. Like we we did, we also got that that thing, 
you know that scene when he was talking with uh, Phelps. Phelps of like, like oh yeah, Jack Hitteridge did, did all this. His, but it was actually yeah, Jim. Like, uh, he had control of the uh, uh, evader or flashback. Jim boop, dead now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that uh, I think I think Ethan was still trying to make a play to figure out Claire's allegiance. Mm, uh, Jim's yeah. wife. So uh, was that? Are you talking about the the scene where he's talking it out loud, being like, "Yeah, Kidridge did this." Yeah, that was earlier. That was oh, okay. that was in the that was in the train or that was in uh, the the London the, 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 terminal. I mean, I like that a lot though because he's really clearly good. working. Like one, he's lying out loud, but we get to see that as an audience that he's lying. That he's lying, yes. And we get to watch him go through the two different options as to who killed uh, the blonde in the car. Yep. Uh, uh, either it was, you know, Kitteridge outsourced it, which is Claire, or Kitteridge could have done it himself. Which was fun. Jim. Yeah. And we get to see both, which is very, again, I'm fucking loving the way the visual storytelling happens in oh, this yeah. film. Freaking brilliant. And, and I, I, the thing is, in the baggage claim confrontation, when it's basically revealed that, yeah, Claire is on Team Evil this whole time, whoops. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And trying to seduce Ethan the whole time, which, to be honest, yeah. like... Jesus Come on, Claire. man. Uh, like, and Jim being kind of sketchy, too. Jeez. Like, well, like, <laughs> like this wife of mine who is clearly, clearly 30 years younger than me. <laughs> but, oh, like, but I've tasted the goods. Oh, fuck off, Jim. But, like, what I loved about this bit was just, you know, Ethan basically single-handedly foiling Jim's plan with, like, now before you kill me, just one problem. Uh-huh. 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 Spy glasses. I'm not the only one who knows you're not. Now all of China knows you're here. <laughs> and just, you know, the Kitteridge suddenly going from antagonist full on to team protag now because not really in Ethan's way, huh? Uh, going, ah, good morning, Mr. Phelps, which is just cute. Much became clear in an instant. Much. And as like that instant turn of like, oh, Kitteridge, no longer really a worry. Now we have the big fight scene. We get fighting on top of the train. We get a helicopter being latched to the train, being steered by uh, Krieger. Hello, Krieger. Uh, and the freaking helicopter going into the channel, <laughs> which I don't. I don't think physics really agrees with that, right? <laughs> uh, no, but the name of this movie is Mission Impossible. Not, yeah. <laughs> not uh, Mission, everything has to conform with the laws of physics. But, like, just just at that moment, that's when you get the uh, swelling, for the first time like in a while, just the full-on horns oh, of yeah. the Mission Impossible theme as... Ethan jumps up to the helicopter where uh, Jim Phelps is basically trying to escape with Krieger. And we get the reward, you know, because we had to set up the reminder and then the payoff of the chewing gum. This is the third time it's come up. Roll of free. Yep. And, you know, you have Ethan doing, you know, shouting red light, green light, which for final words to shout at your enemies. <laughs> weird choice, but I get it. <laughs> Here's the and other thing. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I I, yeah. I love that the music pops in there because it's like we're waiting for that fucking music, right? Yeah. It's like, come on, come on. We've been, We've been waiting, waiting for this. the whole film for it. We know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
Oh boy, it's happening. Oh, 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 mm-hmm. oh. Oh, is that helicopter going to explode? Ooh. Yes, it is. Oh, Jib just got, ooh, he just got violently smushed. Yeah. Ooh. That's rough. Oh. That's got to hurt. <laughs> uh, and Ethan basically uses the explosion of the helicopter to propel him back onto the speeding train. <laughs> there goes my kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> and the good guys win. Hooray. Also, Claire got shot. Yeah. Bye, Claire. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's the punishment you get for being evil. Yep. Being clearly in your, your 20s. Is, uh, mm. said, and probably very naively. And being uh, groomed by older people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but yeah. And Kitteridge, you know, oh, arrests uh, Max. Looks like. You'll just have to speak to my lawyers. Like, like, oh no, this is going to be extra judicial shit. Like, I'm. Oh. Like, right. <laughs> uh, and I just like how we have like the little, you know, denouement. It's actually a pretty extended denouement for the movie that it is, right? We get like Ethan and Luther like hanging out being bros. And it's like, are you going to keep on doing uh, the impossible missions there, Ethan? He's like, nah, nah, I don't think so. And then what happens? We have Ethan on the same freaking plane as Jim at the beginning of the movie being asked if he wants to, like, see a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's when we get, instead of the traditional Mission Impossible theme, we get the, like, 90s rock version of the Mission Impossible theme indicating that a changing of the guard has happened. Aww. The handoff. Yep. But wow. And what a hand up because they're still doing these movies today. They yeah. are. I mean, I named my dog after one of the characters from these films. You Did didn't you? really. Yeah. No. That's Simon Pegg's character. You think we named him after a fictional dog? Come on. I, I thought you just named because Benji's a cute fucking name. <laughs> it is a yeah. cute freaking name, but it's also a name of a character, Simon Pegg's character from like Mission Impossible 3 onwards. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Killed Pippin. <sighs> yeah. Uh, leaving that aside, from what I understand, the movies uh, that are coming out are still pretty good. They are much I- better than the James Bond movies. Well, mm-hmm. I gotta say, this was surprisingly again going back for the '90s uh, and for a spy whatever movie. There's surprisingly little terrible sexual things happening. Yep. Uh, almost i would say no homophobia that's you know apparent what's (laughs) interesting about the mission impossible franchise is that they had a couple of stumbles early on after this one uh, as they were like do we want to keep on making this like universe oh no after after the first couple of stumbles then they found the formula that works for them Mm -hmm. which is basically just hey why don't we just make a fun standalone spy movie that maybe incorporates some heist elements and it's just an encapsulated story it's just one thing we'll move on to the next one <laughs> let's watch these people do their jobs like, and be very good at it Ethan, you're out in the cold again uh, what the fuck did i do who now uh, who am i supposed to have done now oh you st- uh, used the wrong fork at dinner <laughs> dun 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 Done. <laughs> but I always start from the outside in. Uh, from, from the outside in. What could have happened? Da-da-da. Da-da. 
cut to like uh, one of the you know traders of the team switching the salad fork with the oyster <gasps> fork. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> oh my god! Well, first of all, that's on Ethan. Those are very different forks. <laughs> yeah, one is huge, and the other one's very tiny. <laughs> Listen, he wasn't expecting it. Uh, different countries. Um, he's like, you got to follow the rules. Outside in. That doesn't sound like him. Wait a second. He's a maverick. Um, <laughs> except he's really movie. not. Like, even when you get down to it, like, yeah, he, he was following he, the fucking rules. He follows the rules. Ish. But also, like, I, I think he, can, he has, like, acceptable independent action. But, mm, like, mm-hmm. not to the level of being like, ah, oh, you're a renegade maverick cop but he was uh, still loyal to the u.s yeah as it were to the you know he didn't actually give he didn't actually give the the things to the arm dealer he He was never yeah well technically he did he was never planning uh, yeah i I thought got blocked by ving rames yeah it did yeah Yeah. but he still technically gave it over oh for fuck's sake (laughs) no uh his plan was to never have max actually have the knock list uh I'm, I bet there were probably plans in place. Actually, Ethan's plan was basically have Luther run interception until Kitteridge basically found Max and <laughs> maybe find Jim Phelps as well. But that's why you have the wireless communicator watch uh, there. So that way, no matter where Kitteridge is on the train, he will get confirmation of Jim being alive, thus ruining Jim's plan. What's really fascinating is if you think about it, all Ethan did was stay within the – realm of a special team he didn't make the arrests of anybody he didn't uh uh, uh, go beyond what would have been a set of mission uh uh uh, parameters theoretically no Um, i mean he he fulfilled his original mission yeah but also he brought he says oh my god he did and he brought in the appropriate authority Mm -hmm. to do all the arrests which is like if you think about how we expect our heroes to act these days. I mean, this is very fucking refreshing, actually. Uh, like, so, he's just really good at his job. Because here's the thing. There's nothing that could have stopped Ethan from just murking Jim Phelps, like, when he figured things out. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That wouldn't actually solve the problem. It wouldn't have it solved wouldn't. any of his problems. <laughs> but it would have felt nice. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so there's a dead Phelps up. On the ground, you fished his body out of the of the river that river in Prague, and preserved him all the way to London. Huh. Hmm. Or he survived, and you killed him before he could, you know, stop you or something. Yeah. Uh, no. Side note: uh, I do not approve of Kitteridge's uh, implication of extrajudicial justice. Oh no! No. That that was the uh... well. Also, a camp. Yeah. True. Including government ones. Yeah. yeah. Especially the CIA. Cause yeah. <laughs> well, the CIA. Well, they aren't, they aren't CIA. They're the IMF, the oh, uh, International sake. Monetary Fund. <laughs> no, impossible mission force. Okay. Like, uh, Them and the Suicide Squad, just now. I'm Fuck off. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that- At least the Suicide Squad- Sorry, you go. I'm fairly certain that, that they are an arm, at least, of the CIA. <laughs> Possibly, Yeah. Uh, I mean, their shit is kept at Langley, apparently. It's very vague. Which is also where, as you may recall, that's where I'm now realizing the sheer number of jokes in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Because <laughs> um, that's where, shut up, that's where Falcon's wings are kept, is, I think, Langley. 
but also if you think about the, you know, all my friends are dead <laughs> start of a film hmm. and all you, of that. You'll now, uh, there's, and you there's a lot now, going on. And you should now uh, also understand a bunch of, of, uh, mo- a bunch more of, uh, Archer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was this an educational experience? I hate that. S- I like this movie a lot. I'm I'm glad that that apparently you guys finally watched it. <laughs> I mean, I've watched it. Thank you, Alex. You were invited to Brendan's viewing parties. Apparently, and I were not. Pippin and I were busy um, looking to see if there was something nasty in the woodshed. Apparently. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, we've been talking at length about Mission Impossible and nerding out about stuff. But you know what else we can nerd out about? Story changes. Changes. I. I- I have something, but I'm not sure what to uh-huh. do with it. Uh-huh. Because um, I actually don't like the big final confrontation <gasps> with the helicopter Cause it's boring. Cause it's boring as shit. In, in the train uh, tunnel. It's so boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, because to me, that is so much bigger than everything else in the movie. Mm-hmm. It, like everything else, for all that... You know, there's some impossible tech and and stuff. Uh, it felt more grounded, but suddenly there's a big fight on the train and the the helicopter and the near near killing with the 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 blades. And I'm like, this this doesn't vibe with the rest of the movie, in my mind. Not quite as hasty. Yeah, it it just it it didn't match. A bit too impossible. Ha. It, I guess it. No one's being especially like competent about it. It's just a fight, and yeah, he's very good at it. He survives. Whatever. I mean the, uh... but like the rest of the movie is like games of chess. Mm-hmm. Whereas that is you know rock and suck and robots. Well, yeah. Huh. Well, like this was because this was a result of uh, Ethan's uh, final move, which was putting him on the train in the first place. Because there were no other escape routes. But then an, an uh, a helicopter in the train tunnel? Here's the thing. You know what it is? It's like mm. suddenly it goes from um, Mission Impossible to Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> a very different fucking vibe. Yeah, it's not necessarily bad, you know, if that's what you're going for. But it's not what I was liking about the rest of the movie. That's fair. That's fair. So what would you change? I don't know. Because it's entirely possible that I, I would have been perfectly content if they just cut that all out and just left it with that bit out and just le- ended with like the arrest of people. But that might not have been as satisfying for like everybody else. Okay, I'll, I'll piggyback on you here. I mean, because here's the thing, in, in real world terms, like I, I, I still just love the ending here because i mean it's just high pass high paced action and all that and just real you know bang boom action movie end i get that but to help you out here and also just give myself an easy change wow uh, i'm I'm thinking we can still (laughs) wow you see that we can still have uh action adventure climax on the train especially if we have ethan explaining like now the train's ideal you guys because it limits uh, escape options for Max. We don't want to have Max just bounce from the train. Luther, you'll run interception to block cell phone service. That'll get us the time you need to uh, basically get the list back. 
because again, Ethan is being pretty clear and being like, yeah, we're going to get the list back and get, you know, get the money and, uh, revenge. Hooray. Now, Ethan isn't accounting for like maybe, uh, you know, the helicopter, uh, stuff potentially. I'm almost picturing we could have just good old fashioned, you know, train job, mm. uh, hijinks happening on this train where, like, rather than having, like, dramatic stuff with a, a helicopter being tethered to the trade and thus really straining credulity in the laws of physics, yeah. we could have, like, hijinks involved. Like, maybe Jim is planning to, you know, uh, decouple one of the, you know, last cars of the train and then coast it out. And then Krieger picks him up with the helicopter. Bing, bang, boom. Mission possible. Or... Mm-hmm. Uh, we could steal from Final Fantasy VIII here and have another train. <laughs> it's a multi-train heist. Uh, wait, wait. There's trains in Final Fantasy? Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, there, fine. Final Fantasy VIII has a, a train that you can summon to do... That's an okay. attack. Okay. Yeah. And also just trains for travel. Okay. But, like, I, I feel like we could have, like, full-on train job tropes at play here like rather than krieger uh you know being tied to the train in the helicopter it's like the krieger is basically doing the uh modern equivalent of riding the horse up to the side of the train so that way they can steal the money and run uh but then ethan foils krieger there and all that good stuff and then maybe the you know rear the the, the caboose there gets decoupled or is about to be decoupled i'm just saying Rather than having uh, weird uh, channel uh, confrontation at the end here, we could have Jim Phelps just be smushed by a train instead. <laughs> well, wait a second. Wait, wait. Why get rid of the channel when we can threaten to blow up the channel? Hmm. With the is helicopter? Is there a reason why we can't? No, no, no. Fuck the helicopter. Krieger is Yeah, busily... I think my problem at the end of the day is the helicopter. <laughs> Krieger, I, I, I like him being – like, he's a cl- – Here's the thing. He's leaving aside the helicopter because does he do it any other time? Every other time we see him, he's an up-close guy. He's a knife guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So why isn't he, like, using his fucking knife, another knife, he's got many knives, to, like, I don't know, cut the brakes of something? No, no. With Krieger, there should have been a knife knife fight in a compact space, like, (gasps) say, a train. Oh, that would have been oh, fun. Oh, that would have been good. Oh my god, can you imagine in in that space in the uh uh I'm going to say the luggage space cuz I don't need to have Jim in there. But I do want that luggage space because imagine as you're ducking and weaving, the knife is ripping open different Bags. pieces of luggage. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. Get, I, oh, and then you get like the 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 cloth flying here and there and then you get Tom Cruise there like uh uh whip you know, ripping some of it up and like tying it and doing weird knots to shit. And him and Jonathan Renault will get up really up close to each other. Maybe kiss. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, 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 Hunt could still win with the gum. Because one way to win a knife fight is worth an explosive. Yes, I love that. What, uh, do, you, what do you bring to a knife fight? <laughs> explosives. Uh, Okay, okay. Here, here's my thought. Uh, we're, we're also kind of uh, going at this backwards. Uh, you've been bringing this up the entire podcast. Mm-hmm. What are the the goals here? Like, what 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 yeah. is the plan? Jim Phelps's plan in this change, yeah, is way too many people 
are aware that he is alive. Yep. You got Claire, you got Ethan, you got uh, Max, you potentially got Kidridge because, you know, maybe Jim Phelps not being a total idiot might be like, hey, Ethan might be playing both sides here. Maybe uh, if if Jim knows that Kidridge is on the train, which maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But mm-hmm. Jim's plan is to kill every single person on that train Fuck with yeah. maybe some dramatic accident at the channel. That's like the, yes! that's the, that's the target. That's the, that's the end. Like they makes it to the Get channel there the and train. Jim. Th- Get everybody on the train. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and you know, that's where the decoupling, the final car happens. Cause he's going to, you know, bounce and mm-hmm. not uh, be on the exploding train. And everybody's so distracted by the fucking channel exploding. Yeah. That Jim Phelps makes a clean break and, Anybody who knows he's dead is dead or knows he's alive is dead. And heck, I do you like, know, I do like getting all the important people in one thing. Yeah. That's a classic. Mm. So I, I think that's Jim's plan in this alternate take is get everybody on the train, blow up the train at the channel, uh, mm-hmm. through some, maybe, through, maybe that's what Krieger's doing at the head of the train. And mm-hmm. if it's not Ethan Kill fighting Krieger him. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Loose ends. Krieger doesn't know he's a loose end, but he is. Yeah. He is. I, I, the thing is, like, uh, we could have – there could be, like, uh, Ving Rams fighting Krieger there or Tom Cruise. Any number of people could be fighting Krieger at the end there uh, mm-hmm. uh, to stop the train blowy up at the head of the train. Uh, you could have, like, this thing where there's, like, two things happening at once. There's maybe Jim's confrontation in the back of the train or we have them happen sequentially. So even – you even do, like, this, like, mad dash across the entire train, uh, uh, although that also – maybe place against the Kitteridge angle. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this one, but uh, <laughs> he could play with actually Ethan. To, so he doesn't run into Kitteridge and get arrested right away. Yeah. You know, that's where the uh, antics on top of the train come in. And Ethan's like flinging himself down the train in very comical fashion. Um, so yeah. he can get to uh, Ethan. Oh, okay. 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 I, I know okay. I'm rambling. Wait, Brent's got it. Brent's got it. Okay. So front of the train, Krieger confrontation, uh, that's where the explosion is going to happen. And then Ethan has to get to the back of the train where Jim is planning to escape. He still needs to capture video evidence of Jim Phelps being alive so that Kitteridge can basically get confirmation that Jim Phelps is alive, thus mission accomplished. And what's the quickest way to the back of the train and not get caught by Kitteridge? Flinging yourself down the top of the train at Mach 1 speed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Brilliant idea. Like how way this carefully thought out plan. <laughs> carefully thought out. Uh and it would probably surprise the shit out of Jim Phelps, to be fair. <laughs> Jim Phelps, here's the thing. Jim Phelps is old. Yeah. He mm. can't do that shit anymore. Which is uh, another he, reason why the ending in the movie didn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. Now again, he's his plan to coast out uh, that this could be a metaphor. Jim's plan is to coast out the back <laughs> of the train there while everyone else dies. He gets to retire in mm-hmm. Cancun or Barbados or whatever his plan is. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, retire rich and happy. So that's 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 me. There we go. Ethan fights Krieger at the front of the train. We have like the big fling because I just like characters flinging themselves down like the roofs of high speed trains to make it to the back. There, that seems fun. We can keep that aspect. And then Jim Phelps gets smushed by a train at the end. Yeah, <laughs> train smash. So, so that's right. me and you, I guess. Yeah, and I helped. Yeah, hmm? yeah, yeah, I helped. 
Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you helped. But, but do you have your own change? Come on. Do it. Fuck. Uh, Such a good question. There's another one we could add on to that whole entire sequence pretty easily. You know what? Here's the thing. You, y'all made a good point about how, yeah, Claire's, you know, working for the bad guy here. But she's also, like, clearly in her fucking 20s compared to this old dude. That's some high-speed grooming nonsense. I kind of wish she didn't have to die. Oh. Fair point. Yeah. You know. I mean, like, she, she paid a big price for being a fucking victim. Like, she did shit she shouldn't. She did shit she shouldn't. But high price. Um, and, like, maybe she should have gotten a redemption moment. Again, the train's a great place for it. Remember, we were just trying to figure out where to uh, uh, put all of our players, right? Yeah. Well, she was already starting to be some, you know, feel some doubt. Like, do we have to kill Ethan? Just uh, let him be a patsy. He was supposed to be the patsy. Like, that would have been fine. But, like, you know, she found her moral event, Horizon. Uh, and it was like, do we have to kill this guy? Um, <laughs> and then upon finding that, maybe she's like, wow, maybe I don't want to blow up the entire fucking channel <laughs> with all of these innocent people. Yeah, she discovers For that's what the plan. Fucking re- exactly. For like what reason? And so then she goes to, maybe she goes to deal with Krieger. She's the one who brought him in. Yeah, that's true. She brought him in. She'll take him out. Exactly. And then maybe she still dies. Maybe she still dies, but she gets some agency. Mm. Yeah. And it gives uh, Ethan a chance to, like, trust her one last time or some shit like that. And she goes to deal with the explosion in Krieger while Ethan is dealing with his mentor situation um, and so on. Okay. I like that. Or, or if you want her, it depends on how much of a character, like, main character she gets to be. Because it'd be pretty good if she was like, fuck you, Jim, and like shot him while well, Ethan went and dealt with you know, the other situation. I, I like Ethan confronting Jim because it is a weird yeah. uh, changing of the guard moment. Very true. Uh, and also mentor betrayal is a thing I like. Uh, Ooh. And, yeah, that's one, of uh, our, that's one of the tropes we all like. Yeah. I, I like the idea of Claire confronting Krieger. Because then we can establish a bit more that, yeah, she earned her place on the IMF as well. Come on, people. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, <laughs> yes, while uh, Ethan Hunt was studying uh, making faces, I was studying the blade. <laughs> yeah. And if we want to have a, you know, a death redemption moment, maybe like, you know, she gets, uh, you know, stabbinated by Krieger, but then mm-hmm. she still, as, like, one last act, defuses the bomb. Yeah. So it's like, she could, like... Crawl her way out. Crawl her way out and maybe survive, but then, you know, basically defuses the bomb and bleeds out instead. Yeah. Because, like, hmm, so many people died. But the train is okay. But the, tra- the train is <laughs> okay. Four people are dead, but the train is fine. <laughs> oh, memes that are specific to, like, four people on Tumblr. <laughs> we haven't talked about the characterization of the train yet, and I think that's a shame. Uh, anyway. Oh, before uh, we do that, Alex, do you have a chance? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alex and I have not been sending gifts of trains in Final Fantasy VII to our group chat. No way, no what? how. And I definitely haven't 
added uh, the train from Final Fantasy VI just now. I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm very pleased. Oh, yeah. Not that we did that. Yeah, I have been watching. That's why my fucking phone's been binging this entire time. Whoops. Uh, Uh, No regrets. Yeah. uh, So for me, uh, one moment that sticks out to me as weird is like, like as we might point, as actually we mentioned uh, earlier, was uh, Phelps showing up in. Like at the at the who's London in London, and like I'm back from the dead, Ethan, and it was kind of just what's going on here. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, also, Ethan's already had at least one hallucination. So I was a little like, is it supposed to be a hallucination? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and, and and like Phelps was clearly playing up being being injured, but he's like looked at me like. Are you still wet from um uh from uh, the river? <laughs> I swam all the way from Prague to London, Ethan. <laughs> I'm clearly wearing the same um, uh, trench coat, which which fits me as badly here as it did in Prague, <laughs> and as badly at the Drake Hotel, Chicago, which was the other big clue. And hold on, let me clearly turn a a gun, point a gun to myself, hopefully look at it in the most unnatural gun position ever. But no. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So what what would you change? Uh, I'd remove uh, the London, the uh, Phelps revealing himself off scene. I would actually save that reveal that Phelps is alive until, uh, until the train to show... Like, like uh, when Ethan pulls the mask off to review himself, and then we go, wait, like, 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 you know, uh, like, uh, have, you know, uh, Claire talking to someone in, uh, in shadow, like, and, uh, and, like, like, uh, he steps forward, or do we go, it's Phelps! Oops. Oops and, like, oh! Yeah. Yep, yep, no. Like, it could have been the use of that fucking dead thing. Remember the dead body trick? From the beginning? <laughs> that bothered me oh. that they didn't repeat? Uh, when they drugged What's-Her-Face to make her seem dead. Yeah. It could have been a repeat of that. So we could have gotten, what's his head, uh, uh, Ethan finding uh, uh, Jim. So it could have been like really thoroughly dead. Yeah, sure. And then, so that, because otherwise, like, who's Claire talking to, right? The, the shadow could, like, who else is it going to be? But it can't yeah. be him, because he's dead. Except, what if it was that? What is it? I'm saying, you know, keep the mask. Oh, okay. On, on Ethan. Yeah, and, like, she's clear, talking to someone in the shadow. Oh, step forward to reveal himself. It's Phelps. Phelps. We, the audience, go, he's live. But she's acting like he's, like, this is normal. And then Ethan and, uh, tears off. Off the mask. Uh, like, it would have to, like, like, uh, do, like, some rewriting to, uh, work that. What if Ethan keeps seeing Phelps throughout the movie? Mmm. Hallucination. Uh, more and more, yeah, and more and more questions. Is this hallucination or am I actually seeing this fucking dude? Ooh. Hmm. You know, and maybe we don't see it, but he keeps reacting to something. Uh, that we don't see on screen. 
Yeah. Uh, and and then that's the reveal of what he's been noticing this entire time. Yeah. Well, like, His yeah. intuition. I don't know. Yeah. Mm, intuition. Like, and then even can explain and how the uh, night in Prague actually went down, and then Phelps shows up from a different shadow. <laughs> like, so many shadows on this train. Yeah. Like doing the old. So you figured me out. And uh, I like that trope. Like, and uh, and then and then continue on. On from where we were. I do like that line, uh, I forgot to mention, you know, uh, with the Drake Hotel Chicago Bible reveal. Phelps going like, ah, those damn Gideons. <laughs> <laughs> the, what, uh, what it does on, end up doing is leaving the audience in the dark for a bit too long. Um, well, which I will say the makers of this movie were pretty good about planting stuff earlier in the film. So, like, a lot of the clues are already there. So as long as you just make sure to have the clues in place, I think I think you can earn it. Yeah. I mean, like I said at the beginning, I figured out Jim was bad real early on. But I'm not sure I had anything to back that up other than my general genre savviness. Yeah. <laughs> he did have a... I, I wonder whether or not we would have been more willing to suspend disbelief on that if we had the history of him being the hero. Mm. Uh, if we'd watch the original TV series. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, the original actor who played Jim Phelps in the TV series, who did not reprise the role, I'm not sure he was even asked to, uh, uh, did not like what happened. <laughs> yeah. Shock me. Weird. Oh, <gasps> uh, strange, right? What, 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 a, what a shock. I kind of want, like, for, like, when Tom Cruise, like, okay, this is my... This is my final whole, uh, Mission Impossible movie. To do, uh, <laughs> to do that. I've actually betrayed us this time. That <laughs> would be baller and he would never do it. No. I wish he would though. That's so fucking good. Yeah. Cause be... that people would legit not expect, expect it. it. Oh yeah. But it would also be like such a perfect handoff. Yes. It would be. <laughs> the sad won't happen. Something I did notice here. All of our changes here were basically with the last uh, part of the movie. The first parts, perfect. No notes. No notes. No. Yeah. Um, I, you know, except there. I mean, yeah, except, you're right. Like, there's there's no notes except like the things that didn't tie off. Or maybe not on the bed. <laughs> yeah, on the floor, that, like civilized people. <laughs> uh, against a wall. Ooh, wait, no, no wall. Wall's just as good. Like, it, but it reads differently on film. It, it, you're right. Okay. It doesn't you're, help. You're that, right. It doesn't help that Claire's job is honey trap. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's which also was what Jim kept putting her as. Oh, <sighs> Jim. Yeah. There's whole fix to be written about that dynamic. And uh, and got mad. <laughs> yeah. Like, Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Like whoa. Yeah. The- oh, like, that's another. That's, like, that's another Bible thing like, too. He had a Bible thing. Like, that's not even, that's not Book of Job. <laughs> but even then, Max said that Job doesn't really quote Bible verses that much. I'm like, huh, strange. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do we want to play a game, you guys? A Here's game. The thing. I feel like the obvious game uh, is the meta character one, and we all just put the team from Leverage. <laughs> How about... The a child shall eat them. No. No. Ah, fuck. How about, how about oh, the meta character one? And we, we promise not, 
uh, to use leverage. Well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I love I love the meta character one, but we've done it a few times. One of the things I really like doing is uh, when we have a, a fairly strong film is how do we fuck it up? Ooh. Well, there's that, or there's one we don't do very often, which I feel like might work here, mm. uh, which is the character that would be king, mm. where you make the secondary character primary. Interesting. Oh. <laughs> okay. I can do either. I can do, because uh, I can automatically think of several ways to fuck this movie up. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Hollywood does that all the time. Where's, 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 where's the, the challenge? Yeah. <laughs> where's the, yeah challenge? The, the answer to making it worse is make Mission Impossible 2. Uh, oh, oh, the burn of that. Where's nah, the aloe vera? I... <laughs> um, I like the character who would be king. You got a lot of characters. Um, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Oh. You know what? What if, uh, yeah, I can do this one. I got one. Go for it. All right. Uh, what if Kitteridge was the main character? Damn it. <laughs> that was my first thought, too. <laughs> Here's the thing, because it reminds me a little bit of, um, if you do it from that angle, of um, The Fugitive. Yep. And so then mm. you have uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> being like, I gotta get you. I don't fucking care if you did it or not. <laughs> Well, uh, so often we get these stories from the point of the view of the rogue agent, uh, who mm-hmm. we know, you know, narratively is you know, actually good. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, rogue agents are bad. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right? Like, uh, so the guy uh, from Central who's just trying to do his goddamn job. <laughs> like, and, the, and save people. And like, and he's like, and talking to like, uh, like a second command, like, so here are my, my chances. One, Ethan is the mole. Two, Ethan's just a patsy. Or three, it was actually just one big fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I need him here. I need him here. And at that point, I hate to say it, it almost makes sense to use his parents as a pressure point. Yeah. You know? Because also, based on the information he's been getting, his parents suddenly have a shitload of money, which does imply that they are a pressure point for him. You know, yeah. and might yeah. be in on it. Yeah, exactly. If there'd been a wife somewhere and and she got the money, then you know that would have been the pressure point. But otherwise, Ethan doesn't have a lot of pressure points. And and how do you find someone who's you who you specifically have trained? Yeah, to disappear. Yeah. Well, well that you, was a good. You line. go and find the things that are you know the 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 points of uh uh the the solid points in their lives. You know, mm. and squeeze. like we know who their fucking parents are. Theoretically, you hired them because they don't have a ton of pressure points. Exactly. But the ones you do know of. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, for all we know, the parents were just kept to one side and, you know, like, yes, it sucks. Yeah, we we arrest you in public. But, you know, here's some cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Government cookies. Keep the money that, you know, you got questionably. The money's in, like, unimportant. We want the information. You understand. You're a patriot. Ugh. Anyone who says to me you're a patriot, right? I, I do not trust them. Um, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, which might not have been the point of this movie. Um, I want to go. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I want the movie from Ving Rhames' point of view, Luther, from Luther because he's a disavowed agent mm-hmm. from a thing that's not talked about. Uh, and then suddenly, you know, suddenly the plot comes to him. <laughs> you know, and what? caused him to be disavowed in the first place what caused him to go want to go back after that experience more importantly uh, other than being a patriot hmm. 
more importantly, what's his prior relationship with uh, Ethan Hunt there? How do they know each other such that Ethan Ooh. can vouch for him? Such yeah. a point. Such that Ethan and could call him up and he'd show up. Yeah. Another good point. You know, and also, you know, hacking's a cool job. I want to see more of that. You know, and Ving Rhames is a big, strong dude doing a not big, strong dude job. And I find that fascinating, too. Mm, that's Hell true. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I don't even necessarily want to change any of the story. I just want it from his point of view. Or it's like a side story. I feel like with this uh, game, it's also like, not necessarily like the movie itself is the movie. It's just what other side stories can be told. Well, and also it's the magic trick again of, you know, moving the thing around, changing the focus. Yep. <gasps> is it, is it the find the lady? Is it the con game? Are you the mark? Oh, oh my God. Look Am around. I a mark? <laughs> Am I a fucking I'm mark? mark? You look around if, if you don't know. <laughs> then it's you. <laughs> if you're not part of this con game, then you're the mark. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, I do like that. Yeah, so I'm going to go. Uh, you know what? You know this is a a pop fly ball is hanging straight towards left field. I'm gonna uh, go with is that uh, uh Langley the uh, <laughs> uh, uh, server tech. You sons Aww. of bitches. Oh. <laughs> First, I was thinking Kitteridge, and I'm like, okay, I would be weird to do Langley service tech. <laughs> but no. <laughs> this just proves that I was right to go for Luther. Yeah. Because, uh, you know what? Uh, he he was just doing in his gut job, got poisoned in his own... <laughs> Uh, poisoned in a place that he was believed was uh, was secure, er, and still, well, after being violently ill, was was uh, uh, still willing to uh, go back into who uh, work to check up on the uh, check on the server, and let, and when, and it was down, went straight to the bosses to let them know what happened. And you know that what? Knife he, must have been so freaky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Horror movie shit right there. Yeah. And, yeah. And, oh, and he I knew the, even thought about that. And he knew the uh, command, the keyboard command to show previous activity. I do like that key log thing. Like, well done, team. Yeah. And, you know, oh, what he gets in return? Shipped off, off to Alaska. Did he really get sure. shipped off to Alaska? Yep. Like, uh, Aww. Yeah, carriage, like, because they were, like, talking and, like, what do we do with him? Send him to Alaska with like what with what like what just a close on his back or something? What was the line? Something like that. Yeah. <sighs> oh my god! The next I mean, movie is him not... in Alaska, just being like having his own fucking adventure. Yeah. Some parts of Alaska are actually not bad. <laughs> it's not his fault that Ethan exposed the security faults of Langley. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was literally he got poisoned. I have to well, imagine that in the like follow up. Yeah, the, the months immediately following the movie, Ethan goes like, hey, Kittredge, um, go easy on the computer tech. <laughs> well, not his fault. very good at our jobs. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Theoretically, not knowing how they got in, it could seem as if that tech just left the fucking door open, right? True. Therefore, yes, in the time following, we're like, how did, how did you do this? Like, well, we came down through the ceiling. Like, literally, there was no way that tech could have done anything differently. 
No. Therefore, true. then they bring him back from Alaska. He gets his job back. Everyone yeah. wins. Yeah. But in the meantime, and- he gets to ha- have his, his, his own, like, like, uh, what, what, what's a, like, what, what's a, like, techno, uh, thriller, her, uh, kind of adventure? Like, like, someone's trying to hack stuff up in Alaska. I don't know. Techno thriller works. Yeah. Uh, not really cyberpunk, but. Oh, you know what? That's it. Because. Environmental you know thriller. Probably, uh, you know what's probably in Alaska? Re- remote, oh, remote, oh, the ra- radar stations. Mm. Actually, I heard uh, reliably that um, in Alaska, you can actually see Russia. Ooh, oh, so your house. Can see it from her house. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a hit new movie from Juno with love. <laughs> so um, obviously they need to have somebody there on the ground uh, to because uh, cold war shit. Am I right? Am I right? Oh cold yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's still yeah, yeah. totally nineteen ninety six. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the, the iron wall. The, the iron wall is still definitely up. <laughs> huh. All right. All right. All right. I want to. I want to steer this train back on its tracks. Uh, Wait, no where's way, the C four? Train ain't ever coming back. What? Wow. You and I went very different directions with that. <laughs> See. I, I could just be a jerk and be like, hey, we're going to follow the adventures of the channel train conductor who faints at the end here. But that would be a very boring uh, uh, story. <laughs> the one crazy day at work. <laughs> hey, I almost saw a guy get decapitated on the train today as a helicopter got attached to it. How was your day? I made coffee. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess I have a more interesting job now, huh? Mm. Uh, <laughs> so originally, a- after two of my inclinations were stolen, I was like, okay, we got like Max and we could have like weapons dealing uh, techno thriller, or, you know, uh, uh, intrigue thriller uh, thing happening here. Nah, nah. Instead, let's follow what the heck's going on with Krieger's story here. What's what's Krieger all about? <laughs> Yeah. Because he's got a knife, he's got loose morals, he's in it for the paycheck, and he's going to try and come clean with, you know, $3 million as his payout. Oh, yeah. That's a good paycheck for, good payout. for oh, yeah. Krieger. I mean... How, how did he get involved as the knife guy? For, you know, for for killing the mark in the beginning? In the backstory. And, yeah. Like, here's what's, the thing. what's Jim's deal with Krieger? Here's the thing. I think Krieger was probably part of the, you know, uh, influences that steered Jim towards evil. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, because Krieger's also a disavowed IMF agent. <gasps> oh, and no. probably, you know, brought up with Jim here. It's like, hey, you know, doing black ops jobs independently. Well, b- being an independent contractor mm-hmm. and choosing mm-hmm. your own boss. <laughs> oh, Krieger is. We're, it's it's the uh, crime MLM. Be your own boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, like pointing out, like like at one like Krieger at one point going, at what point did you realize uh, that you're, you're not the good guys? Is because you know Phelps uh, again. Phelps has been with the CIA with the CIA for a long time, and you know what they've been doing to. Uh, uh, in uh, like, South America. <laughs> it's like, when I do evil, at least I'm getting paid well for it. What, 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 what if, what's your uh, pay and benefit package like, huh? <laughs> how, how many innocent lives have, 
uh, have you ruined? Me? I can count, like, maybe 50. You've got uh, whole countries. <laughs> and all for a GS-13. <sighs> oh, there's Brendan laying down that uh, sweet, sweet government knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the deep jokes. <laughs> I mean, that that could, you know, for for a uh, agent who is, like, on the edge, be enough to maybe convince them. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know what, though? I like that also because it mirrors Ethan and Luther. Yeah. So basically, Krieger's story here is basically like crime drama, but with spies. Yeah. The end result being Jim being corrupted to the point where he's going to be doing this mission that, you know, kills his team and possibly compromises every single spy on the planet. Whoops. I gotta no say, what, among what us. was Jim holding in his back pocket that he killed his entire fucking team? Like, damn. Cold-blooded. Like, fuck. I mean... I don't think I don't think his wife was going to make it. I don't oh, think no. Claire was going to make it. Either way. I, I think Jim's plan was probably going to be killing all loose ends. Yeah, exactly. Burn the That's whole fucking I mean, thing. The movie shows us the look on his face as he kills the original hacker. It's true. There's nothing. Yep. And like, but they'd worked so many. It's true. So many together. Like, god damn. His usual team. Yep. When he killed his wife, Claire, Jim also didn't really. Yeah. React. Yeah. Like, he was just, yeah. he was just looking for a good excuse. Mm-hmm. Like, the dude was gone a while ago. Gone a while ago. Mm-hmm. Oh god, how many times? <gasps> Oh, this, like, I realize that we've all not chosen Jim, but at the same time, like, imagine, like, the way he'd been, like, letting things slip, you know? Because it's not, it's not him killing them on purpose if, you know, there's just, like, little fuck-ups. I mean, you know? I mean, they could have accidentally died any number of fucking times. I mean, this was a mole hunt. That means he's been been happening for a while. Yeah. And it turned out it was him. Uh, like, huh. it was, they were right. <laughs> but my there God. There was a mole. Because it's not like he was like, I like all you guys, like, right up until the last one. You know? How yeah. fake has he been? And for how long? Too long. God, that's they the kind of thing. Friends. They were all friends. I also have to say, I haven't seen the rest of the movies, I don't want to. But huh. I would fucking love it if Ethan had, like, some deep, like, issues after that. Um, like, who do you trust? Does. It, oh, my mentor kind of was, thing. like, staring at me and, like, smiling and happy, and it turned out he wanted me dead for who knows how long. Huh. That would mess up a guy. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Eddie Izzard in one of the movies? Yep. <laughs> Mission Impossible 3. Nice. Was she evil in it? Yes, I believe so. Ah. I'll have to double let, check. Let Eddie Izzard be evil. They're so good at being evil. Uh <laughs> All right, do we have any other final thoughts about Mission Impossible before we wrap up for the night? No, I'm uh, good. I was surprised yeah. by how much I liked it. And it was really, really, again, I just want to bring it back. I, it was really clear just how fucking boring a lot of our action or even just film uh, visual language has gotten. Mm. Because, like, uh, I, just the angles of between Kitteridge and Ethan in the in the uh, diner scene, in the restaurant yeah. scene. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck me. Slowly and surely getting more and more close-up Dutch angles. Yeah, but, like, but from below, I mean, like, god damn. Like, that's, we're talking, that's that's very, uh, 
for me, it's a callback to like the, the, the beginnings of that sort of cinematic language when you get things like, you know, from the movie M, uh, you know, black and white shit, uh, uh, where you're doing all your storytelling from just like where you're putting the camera. Yeah, just visually letting the audience know something's not right. Exactly. Yep. Mm. And like, but not being like coy about it either. Um, you uh, know, because it'd be immediately clear to both Ethan and Kendridge that, you know, something's fucking up. Uh, and that's the best way to let the audience in on their Mm -hmm. mindsets going Mm -hmm. into that dinner oh yeah exactly i feel like i feel like in some modern movies you probably get like god like voiceover just them outright saying stuff as they're figuring this out or even just like relying on tech as opposed to technique Mm. Mm. you know like um like, oh, we can do, oh, gigantic pan shots and it's like steady cams and bullshit. Oh, we have bullet time. Like, great, cool. But, um, hey, you know. But what if, what if <laughs> camera go close? Whoa. <laughs> like, but I, they made this whole entire CGI, uh, CGI, uh, a dancing guy. He's oh, CGI God. and dances. But also just like, like, great. I love a broad expanse in a film. Like, the, the, in a movie theater, yes, that's very visually arresting, but it's not the art. Yeah. You know? It's not storytelling usually using visual techniques. Bothers me. <laughs> yeah. You have the tools. Use them. Use the fucking tools. There's nothing wrong with it either. I'm just it was just very startling to me. Very startling. Hmm. Um Well uh Alright. Okay. Well I think on that note. I'll uh, I'll take us out here. What do you guys think? I I guess. All right. Well, uh, as always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostorysacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostorysacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoryissacred. See you next time when we talk about the 2004 film Van Helsing. <laughs> right in time for Halloween. Well, Hell yeah. Nice. Until then. Will he speak with, a, with, a, with an accent? That's the, that's the question I have. That will be no. the mystery we'll find out. <laughs> Probably not. It's the only thing I care uh, about. <laughs> Until then, we're no story is sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. I'm Ox. And I'm Cat. And we're No, no story, story is Sacred. Is sacred. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. Dun, 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 dun.